0: What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Healthy is Hot podcast. I'm your host, Chloe Wilde, TV host by day, Healthy is Hot founder by night, and health and life coach in between. Also, I'm a big fan of sweatpants and a nice glass of red wine. And from hashtag to movement, we here at Healthy is Hot believing that loving all sides of you is what is healthy, and let's be real, healthy is hot. In this podcast, we invite you to join us as we have raw, real conversations with badass individuals who are living passionate lives, thriving to make their dreams come true, and diving deep into how they got to where they are. And the best part, how health is a key component of all of it. From the highs to the lows, we get into it. From fitness to mental health to aspirational careers, get ready to be inspired. Also, just a heads up, we don't really hold back, so there might be swearing, there's definitely going to be some laughing, and hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed here, you can take something away from these conversations to live your best life, to live your healthiest hot life. All right, fitness enthusiasts, specifically women over 40. If you're listening to this, I want you to get excited because there is an advocate in the house, Trudy German, who is the founder of Body Envy. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. You are welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I really do appreciate it. I wish everyone could see the video of this only because your smile is lighting up the room. And I shared with you before we started recording that I was having a bit of a down week. My like emotions are all over the place. My anxiety is all over the place, but seeing you, seeing your face, seeing that smile and like the energy you're bringing to this chat already. I just want to say thank you for that because I feel better in your presence.
1: Oh thank you so much energy means so much and yeah we were talking about offline how we both had a big old cry this morning but the energy um i always say be the energy you want like you know when i used to go to my clients they're like you're always so energetic i'm like if i want to train you Hi, right, how are you doing? That would not be good. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
0: I think that's the thing that sometimes people forget about trainers or coaches or therapists or gosh, even back when we were filming in studio, makeup artists, like I feel like those individuals carry such responsibility when it comes <laughs> to the energy that they bring into every room. Because as we know, energy is contagious. And when you train, you want to be hyped up. You want to be high energy. So where does your energy come from? I
1: love what I do. It sounds like a cliche, but I genuinely love it because even when I record, so I have a monthly subscription that I record for. And even in that, the women are like, I love your energy. You know, I feel as if I'm actually there for you. I genuinely love what I do. So I think when you really love what you do, people can tell and you get energized by it because you're, you're really enjoying it. You're making a difference in someone's lives, right?
0: It's pretty interesting to hear you say I'm a sucker for cheesy slogans because they're cheesy for a reason. They sound too good to be true. But if you're If you're lucky enough to tap into your passion or what lights you up inside, whether it's your day job or whether it's a side hustle or whether it's a creative outlet you do on Sunday afternoons, Mm -hmm. it's such a beautiful feeling, right? When you tap into what lights you up on the inside, it's not necessarily to say that there are always amazing, great days, but if you can stay connected to your why, connected to your passion, connected to a greater purpose, I think really amazing things can happen. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Amazing. So where did this start for you? Because like, have you always been connected to this passion of yours of being a female personal trainer who's passionate about helping other women, specifically 40 plus women get fit and get healthy? Or were you on a different path at a certain point?
1: I was on a different path. So a lot of people automatically assumed, oh, you were an athlete in school. You played, you ran track, you played soccer. No, I did none of those. In fact, I didn't even learn to ride a bike until I was in my thirties.
0: I want to pause you for a second. How amazing was that feeling when you got on your bike and learned how to do it?
1: It was. So let me tell you the story. Since you, you brought that up, let me tell you the story about that. So I have an amazing nephew. He's turning 19 this year, but when he was younger, I was like super anti. And when he found out I couldn't ride a bike, he looked so disappointed. Like, how could you not learn to ride a bike? My mom can ride a bike uncles can ride a bike but when I was growing up I was always the bookworm even now. I prefer to read a book than watch tv so I was always inside so when I finally decided I'm going to learn to ride a bike um, I lived close to a Walmart so I remember the night I bought the bike at a Walmart it was a pretty inexpensive one because I'm like I'm about to learn to ride the bike I don't want an expensive one and I walked with the bike <laughs> I walked with it. It was like eight, nine o'clock at night and I felt so embarrassed, but no one saw me. And then a friend taught me, but yeah, when I was able finally to learn to ride the bike, I was like, this is it, this is so easy. How did I miss out? But I didn't like physical activities growing up in Jamaica. I didn't like sweating. It was always so hot. I've used the fake cramps to get out of phys ed class in Jamaica. And then um, when I moved from Jamaica to the U.S., I saw what's love got to do with it, with Andrew Bassett's arms. And baby, that was it. I bought a set of 10 pound dumbbells and I curled every day. I did nothing else, knew nothing about training, (laughs) knew nothing about eating clean. All I did was curl and eventually I got it. I was in my late teens then, went to school, for fine arts was going to be an actress on Broadway this thing called bills came in after <laughs> university <laughs> that got sidetracked and i went into the corporate world went into insurance for a few years did it for a few years and i i started hating it i started dreading it i would have many panic attacks going to work headache at work Left one company, went to another one, and um, the same thing started happening. And I remember when I was at the first insurance company, my manager there, we would have our monthly meetings, you know, check-ins and stuff like that. And I remember in one of our meetings, Chloe, she looked at me and she said, why are you here? Why don't you become a personal trainer? I remember looking at her as if she had four foreheads. Because it's like, you want me to go home and tell my Jamaican parents I'm about to give up this good paying job with three weeks vacation and all the benefits and become a personal trainer. Have you lost your ever loving mind? <laughs> However, fast forward a few years later, that's what I did.
0: <laughs> and how was that conversation with your parents?
1: Um, I was living on my own, but it was still an awkward conversation telling you your parents that you're going to become an entrepreneur. They looked at you as, as if I had four foreheads. <laughs> And even when I started, you know, Body Envy, it was never like, oh, I'm going to become an entrepreneur. I'm going to start Body Envy. It was more like I was at a gym and I really loved training clients, but I didn't like a lot of the gym's policies. It was just at the end of the day, they were business. So they much emphasis wasn't placed on customer service. And I was ready to leave that gym and find another gym to work at. And I remember I applied for all these gyms. No one called me back no one called me back. And I remember a friend of mine, she was like, why don't you just start your own? And that's how I ended up starting my own. It was never like, Oh, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. It was just like, okay, I want to train women. No one's calling me back. So I'll just do my own thing. And that's how body envy came
0: about. Wow. Well, their loss, eh? All those people that didn't call you back, mm-hmm. I bet you they're regretting it now, but in a way, I'm so glad that it happened that way. I keep thinking of the younger you who wanted to be a Broadway star. And I'm like, I wonder if she's gonna get her chance one day to hit the stage. Although you kind of are hitting a stage every time you do what you do, especially now that we're living in a virtual world.
1: Exactly, and the joke is people see me on social media and
0: then when I say how much of an introvert I am, they're literally shocked. (laughs) Okay. Thank you for bringing that up because sometimes there's this weird assumption about what it means to be an extrovert and what it means to be an introvert. And you're right. I made the same assumption about you. I was like, Oh my gosh, Trudy has so much energy. Look at her go. She, you know what I mean? But you're not, you're out here saying actually, no, you're an introvert.
1: I'm an introvert. And I did a post about that a few weeks ago. Yeah, a while, not too long ago. And the amount of people that commented, and even on Facebook and DM me, like, are you seriously an introvert? And I'm like, that's my job to educate you, to help you, and make it fun. But just just leave me alone. No, let me go back in my corner. <laughs> like I'm always the first, you know, when, when I visit friends, I'm always the first to leave and they're okay with it because we've been friends for years. So they get it.
0: Knowing this about yourself and by having that level of awareness, I imagine that you're able to make sure that your cup is full when it needs to be full and you're training these women or you're creating content for your platforms. And then that way you can show up as your best self without running on empty
1: exactly and that took a lot of um practice a lot of trial and errors for example you know i don't like the idea of self care sunday for me self care is every day my phone automatically goes on do not disturb at 10 p.m. very few people can get can get to me after 10 p.m. and they know after 10 p.m are not going to be calling me with any you know bs because i need to replenish i'm at an age now where sleep is extremely important to me i'm no longer 22 where you know sleep is a luxury or it's a nuisance i need my sleep but that's part of my self care because if i don't have my, if i don't if i don't get enough sleep i don't function properly the next day and i think being in this pandemic for about a year and more than a year now we've been here you kind of start, you don't really have much of a choice (laughs) to reflect and look at a lot of things and be like, okay, is this serving me? How, how do I do better at this? Um, Like my weekends being home all the time. It's easy to work seven days a week, 10, 12 hours a day. This is why I make sure I take my weekends off because I find when I don't take the weekends off, Chloe come Tuesday, I'm tapped out. Yeah. I cannot function. And even during the week, yes, I'm still working like 10 hour days, but I also take lots of break because I realize that I need, I need to be replenished. But I think probably what happened to me this year that really did it, my thyroid, I have hyperthyroidism. I was diagnosed with it um, January. And that was like a real wake up call because, you know, The thyroid is so important to so many, um, serves so many different functions in our body and especially metabolism. I found that the beginning of January, I was just feeling tired. I wasn't feeling motivated. I was no longer high energy, truly, to work out, to do anything was a drag. I think that was the wake up call when I said it to my best friend. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I no longer look forward to working out. It's as if it's a jerk. She's like, okay, something's really wrong. Um, and listening to our bodies, it's like, you know, sometimes our bo- something's wrong with our bodies, but we don't stop to listen to it. We keep go, go, go. And especially as women, we have so many things to do. We just keep go, 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 and not realize that something is wrong. You know, we have more coffee, um, we have more, we have a headache, you know, it's like we keep putting band-aids on it as opposed to try to figure out what it is. So I think that's something that we definitely need to do is really stop, listen, and pay attention to your body. How do I feel? And also ask ourselves, how often am I feeling like this? Because before I realized it was my thyroid, I thought it was, you know, it was the height of winter here in Toronto, We were under lockdown. I was constantly home. And it was just, I felt that, I thought that was what it was, the blues. But it was more than that. It was my thyroid. And I listened to my body and followed up with my doctor, did the blood work and we realized, okay, that's what it is. So now how do we treat it? And how do I make sure that I'm not there again? Right? Because we can get so caught up in work, taking care of everyone else. And even though we're taking care of ourselves, we're still not getting enough rest. We're not relaxing enough. You know, we feel guilty when we relax. I'm still struggling with that. But I no longer look at it as I'm doing nothing. I'm resting. I'm relaxing. That's a lot. Resting and relaxing allows me to be replenished so I can serve my clients, right? So I can feel better. So I can... Rolling high energy treaty.
0: <laughs> Sleep is important for so many things, but how, how are you feeling now? January wasn't that long ago, and you were feeling that working out was a chore. You weren't feeling like yourself. It's now, you know, end of April, early May. Are you feeling better?
1: I am feeling better because of the medication, right? Mm-hmm. Now, um, I also know that the medication is also a band aid. Mm-hmm. So, Once I'm off the medication, once the hormones are balanced, once everything is back, I have to to make sure that I keep making me a priority so I don't regress. Because the irony is I had this thyroid issue 16 years ago. Yeah. So, but lifestyle was different then. And also the symptoms I experienced then was so different because the first time I was diagnosed with it, I was losing weight. I lost like 15 pounds in like a week or something like that. I was constantly tired. I had shoulder length here at that time. It was falling out. This time I didn't experience that. It was more like the tiredness and I had serious stomach issues. So that's another thing. The body changes. First time around, I was in my 20s. This time around, I'm in my 40s. So it's like, what's what's going on here?
0: <laughs> oh, the body, the female body. Um, well, I think the big takeaway that I'm taking from this story is for everyone listening, it is so important to step back and to allow quiet, restful recovery, kind of vibes to occur. So that way you can check in on yourself and who knows, maybe you'll be able to pick up on some, some symptoms and signals that your body might be trying to tell you. And then the second thing is to use your voice to advocate for yourself. You know, if something doesn't feel right. Um, go and see yep. your doctor, get some help. Hopefully it's nothing, but Hey, if it is something you can start to take the necessary steps to start to feel better, but whew, hopefully Please. you feel better now. I do, I do. As you were saying that, you know, take some
1: time and step back. I always see this meme on social media with the battery, right? Or phone batteries. We don't let our phone batteries die. We're not letting it die, no matter what, right? So we're gonna recharge the battery. Recharge yourself. Or another one that I've always seen, and I it it rings through is check on yourself as much as you check on social media. You wanna? When I see that, I was like. Okay then, (laughs) because we do social media a lot. We need to start checking in on ourselves the same way, right?
0: You just blew my mind. I'm covered in goosebumps right now. That is such a reframe on checking in on yourself. You're like, I don't have time to check in on myself. It's like- You got time to
1: check the gram.
0: You got time to check Twitter. You got time to check Facebook. That same time,
1: use, use that time to check on you, hun.
0: Oh, real talk brought to you by Trudy today. Um, A couple of times in this chat, you have mentioned your age and you have mentioned it with a smile on your face, which I think is incredible, especially for women. I think there's still like such a stigma around getting older um, and like saying our age out loud and being okay with it and also being proud of it. So why is that important to you? And also why is that age group particularly important for you with the clients that you train?
1: So a few reasons, you know, once again, while you were speaking, I always see, you know, when men age, you know, they don't have to color their beard. They can let the grays kick in. And I love it. I think it's sexy. And the gray, you know, the grays, the silver in the beard and in the head, it's sexy. But us women, we always have to be, you know, we got to color it. Nothing's wrong with coloring your hair. But are you coloring it because you genuinely want, you want something different, or are you coloring it to get rid of the grays? And I said that. I'm about to put my mom's business out there. She won't I won't tell her about the podcast because she'll be like, why are you putting my business out there? I remember when my mom was like in her late 40s, early 50s, I saw my mom once, Chloe. Her hair was green. Mom, why is your hair green? She colored it herself. She didn't have time to go to the salon. She colored it herself. And she had another color in there. And the mixture turned it green. And I was like, so you prefer walk around with green hair at your age as opposed to gray hair. She looked at me and she said, when your hair starts to gray, you can choose what you want to do. Now, in all honesty, I have gray hair in my head. I love it. I embrace it. The ones in the eyebrows, no, honey. No, no, no. Every Sunday, Sunday, I'm not ready for that, okay? (laughs) I'm not ready for that. And I think because society, especially, you know, growing up, society made it seem as if turning 40, women turning 40, or once we've hit 40, we're useless. We're no longer beautiful. We're no longer sexy. Don't get me wrong. My friends and I joke sometimes it's like, you look hot on the outside, but things are changing on the inside. Don't live up the hood of the car. You may be surprised. Right <laughs> because hormones are changing. We're getting ready for menopause at some point. Our bodies are changing, right? But for me, turning 40, I didn't appreciate turning 40. Because we started looking at everything that society said you should have had by that age. You should have had this car. You should have been married. You should have had this kid. You should have done that. And we started looking at it. From that perspective, it's about a year, little over a year ago, I lost someone who's close to me who had just turned 43, less than a month. And that kind of shoot differently. You know, when you hear of people dying, okay, fine. You kind of empathize, but when it kind of comes close to home, you realize that it's precious. One, two, growing older, maturing, it's a beautiful thing because it's a privilege not many people get to enjoy. Girl, I'm 45 and I'm gonna be 40. I'm gonna be fine like wine. The older I get, I'm gonna be finer, right? <laughs> when they're like, "At your age, what is my age?" I want women to know that you're over 40. Okay, you know what? You may not have the body you want. You may not have the kids you want. You can. You may not have. You may not like looking at your body, but you can get it. You can get it. You may still have the stomach from the children who are now teens. You can still get it. It's not too late. And when you get it, you start looking better. You start feeling better. You have more energy. Your confidence, as I like to say, your stock goes up. Your confidence goes up. And I want women to know that 40 is a beautiful thing. 50 is a beautiful thing. Because growing up, my friends and I didn't have that. We didn't see that. It was like, The women around us behave as if their life was over at 40. You know, they didn't want to take care of themselves. That wasn't being pushed. My friends are like, we're going to be 40 fine, okay? We're going to be the dope moms. My friends are going to be dope moms. I'm going to be the dope auntie. It's about the attitude. And when we look good, we feel good. Yeah. I started exercising, Chloe, for vanity. Now it's more than that. It's about, it makes me feel better. It makes me happier. And I also encourage Get to encourage other women that, hey, you're over 40, you can still do this, right? Your life isn't over. Start somewhere. Start now. It's about getting women to embrace it and be like, being 40-something is a beautiful thing. Every day, no matter what's going on, even if it's rough, it's a beautiful thing. You have another day to get it done.
0: Oh, I mean, I I literally, you could offer me any program right now and I'd be like, here's my credit card. Where do I, (laughs) because you can tell it comes from such an authentic place. Like what you believe and what you're trying to put out there is just, it's inviting. You're basically inviting women to come in, choose themselves, put themselves first for a little bit of time, every single week, carve out space so that they can show up for themselves, feel better, feel more confident, get the bodies that they want because age is just a number. I hate the saying like, oh, once you're 40 you're over the hill. Like, what does that even mean? Like, I'm going to I'm going to hang out at the top of the hill and I'm going to enjoy that view for the rest of my life and I'm going to I'm going to feel good while I'm up there. Exactly.
1: Right. I think a lot of this comes from you know, also the media. The media has such an influence. It's how women are portrayed. It's like you're only hot and sexy in your twenties. Hello, look at Jennifer Lopez. Girls in her fifties. Look at Ali Berry. It's like hello oh my God. like Angela Bassett. Angela Bassett got twenty years on me. I'm like, sis, I'm trying to be like you when I grow up, right? That's those are the women I look to, and those are, I want to inspire women. It's like, you don't want, you don't have to look like me, but I want you to be the best version of yourself. I want you to be the version that absolutely love looking at your body in the mirror naked. I want you to have more energy. I want you to feel good about yourself. That's my goal with women,
0: right? Thank you, Angela, for having such incredible arms and for you for watching that movie, because... <laughs> talking to you I can't imagine you doing anything else it feels like you are living your most authentic truth and helping other women do the same with theirs so for everyone listening who whether they're 20 30 40 50 who's like oh you know what maybe this is the year maybe this is the time I start to take care of myself in a way I haven't done before where should we start what are some easy simple action steps we can do i'm so
1: happy you asked that because a lot of women think you have to start big you have to do these outrageous things start small start with one thing a day first of all start with water most of us don't drink enough water start by having an extra glass of water it really does wonders for your mood and your skin Um, that's one two what do you like doing because if you don't if you choose an activity that you don't like you don't enjoy chances are you're not going to stick to it do you like yoga do you like pilates do you like running do you like walking do you like weightlifting? or even if you don't like it something that you've always wanted to try right because if you don't once again you won't stick to it um be consistent be realistic and consistent don't decide that you want to write it and you're gonna, you know, you're gonna do it for two hours. a day. Do you have two hours a day to allocate? Chances are you don't, right? So better to start small and be consistent and slowly, slowly build from there, which is something you know I teach my women. First of all, you don't always have to go to the gym and you don't need hours in the gym a day. My clients who are working with me online, it's 20 to 40 minutes. Um, a day and, you know, we're doing everything. We're doing stretches because mobility and flexibility is important after 40. You want to be able to go up those stairs without needing uh, WD-40, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love my clients tell me that. They're like, I can go up the steps now with ease. Oh my gosh, like that gives me such joy. But it's being realistic, being consistent and starting small, right? I like to tell my clients, you know, if you're going to start drinking a glass of water in the mornings, add it after something you're already doing or before something like have it before your coffee. Most of us are having coffee. Most of us are having coffee on an empty stomach, which is not good for our, for the, for stomach lining. So have some water to start then your coffee. If you add a new activity before or after an existing one, you're more inclined to stick with it. Right. But yeah, be consistent, start small and slowly increase. Get yourself even an accountability partner who's responsible. Don't get one that will allow you to flake out because that's that's kind of pointless, right? You're you're cheating yourself.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh, there's so much so much value in what you just shared. When you start small and you stay consistent, what I hear is that means that you are getting a win. Every single day when sometimes we set out these big lofty goals and we say, like you mentioned two hours a day at the gym, maybe you can do it one day, maybe you can do it one week, but life will inevitably get in the way. And then it feels like, well, what was, what was the point then? I wasn't able to stay consistent. Like I have my whole entire life Mm -hmm. Forget about it. Whereas if we start small and we stay consistent, then you should be proud of that. And then you started talking about habit stacking, which is one of my favorite things to talk about, you know? like tackle on a new habit onto an existing one that you kind of enjoy, right? We kind of tackle it on there. And then the accountability thing is huge. We are capable, independent, strong women, but it's okay to have an accountability partner. It's okay to work with a coach. It's okay to join a program and engage in the community. It doesn't take away from the fact that you are independent and fierce and incredible on your own. It doesn't take away from that. If anything, you just get to share that amazingness with the other women that you're working with or with your friend, who's now your accountability buddy. Um, Which leads me to my last question, which is, What if people want to work with you? Like, what are the things that you are doing out there? This is your moment to shine. This is the moment to tell people about body envy.
1: Okay. Let let me, let me shine. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, where did I put it? Where did I put
0: it? Where did I put it? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. What are you looking for? I don't want to tell you. Just want to show you. Okay. Okay. I'll be patient. See this magazine? Yes, it's I am looking at a strong magazine. cover with Beverly on the cover. Strong fitness magazine with Beverly on the cover. Oh my See gosh, this. and look who has a full spread. At 42, at 42, at 42, at 42. Oh my, Trudy. At 42. This is a multi-page <laughs> spread in the middle of one of the most <laughs> incredible magazines. What a feeling.
1: That was, someone asked me one time in my IG store, what's my biggest accomplishment? And today this is it because when I started working out, IG wasn't a thing with all these fitness models. It was magazines. Oxygen magazine was my magazine of choice because I liked how the women, there they had muscles, but they looked strong and fit. They didn't, you know, they didn't look like, I like muscles and oxygen had that. So when I got that chance to do this, I was like, doo, doo. <laughs> so that's one. That was on the March-April issue. Um, So to work with me, you can check out my website, bodyenvy.ca. I have a few programs there. One, get um, 30-day at-home shred with Trudy. You don't need any equipment with that because at the start of the pandemic, you couldn't find weights. (laughs) Honey, have have you seen the price of weights lately? They, it's it's tripled. I was in a grocery store <laughs> the other day and I saw some weights have, but once again, supply and demand. Yeah. So the prices are ridiculous now. So forget fit 30 day at home shred with Trudy. You don't need any equipment, just yourself. You have a body, use that. And then I have my monthly subscription get fit with Trudy. It's a lifestyle boo, because that's what I'm teaching women. It's a lifestyle. It's not just you do this for 30 days. Okay. So what happens after the 30 days? And we use weights because women I'm catering mostly to women 40 and over. And whether we like it or not, certain things change internally. Um, you know, most of us start gaining more weight because of the drop in hormone lifting weights, help us to burn more fat. It helps us feel better and look better. So that's also that program. So those are the two programs you can find on my site, bodyenvy.ca. And, you know, I post some cool stuff over on the gram. (laughs) Um, I don't like to cook. So I like to post some of my meals, which are quick and healthy, because I I think that people also think that to eat clean means be boring. And I'm changing that narrative. No, it can be fun. It can be quick. And I'm showing you how to do it.
0: Uh sign me up. Sign me <laughs> up. I, I'm not a big cook either, and I like to eat healthy. And it's amazing what you can do with spices. Sometimes yep. you just don't know where to start, and the internet mm-hmm. can be overwhelming. So I love that you talk about that. So it sounds like you've got all kinds of programs catering to whether you have no equipment. And then I love that the fact that you're pushing that it is a lifestyle. Um, whenever I work with any of my coaching clients, I always one of the last things that we talk about is all right, so now you've made all these changes. You feel better. You have more energy. Now what? Because just because this program is done doesn't mean that you go back to your old ways. If anything, you are like, you level up you continue to put yourself first because it's incredible what happens when you as like a woman put yourself first because like we are capable of so much. So congratulations on building this amazing community. Um, I am so glad that way back in the day, your manager or colleague pulled you aside and said, you probably be a personal trainer and that life and the universe and whatever kind of put that in motion for you. And you were able to be where you are now thank
1: you so am i so am i, I think she kind of planted that seed as crazy as it sounded at the time it was like she did that
0: oh thank you so much for being on the podcast appreciate it thank you thank you thank you it was
1: definitely my pleasure chloe
0: Oh, that was fun. And just like that, another episode of the Healthy is Hot podcast. Once again, I am your host with clearly no filter, Chloe Wild. And if you enjoyed this conversation, feel free to subscribe so you never miss out because that sucks. Feel free to rate and leave us a comment. And of course, follow us on Instagram at Healthy is Hot. And my friends, remember, healthy is fucking beautiful. I'll see you next week.